not what we have, but what we enjoy constitutes abundance. This is a quote from Epicurus, a Greek philosopher who lived between 340 and 270 BC. In this episode, you're going to be encouraged to enjoy the abundance you most likely already have in life. Even the things which sometimes cause us pain, we're going to look at how our mental approach to those things will determine whether we feel abundance or burden. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment Podcast, Episode 57. I believe mental mastery is the greatest component to a successful life. Whether it's discovering your soul's desire, exercising self-discipline, maximizing your productivity, or silently connecting with an infinite creative source through your subconscious mind, you are here to live a life of abundance, gratitude, and love. If this describes you, join the community of like-minded creators at pdesmondadams.com. And now, let's get into today's episode. Well, as you just heard, I'm trying out a new intro for this podcast. I'd love to know what you think. If you think it's a little bit better, uh, Jessica Wheeler, thank you so much. She suggested you could probably do that better than that lady can. And so I'm giving it a shot and we'll see. I might change it up from time to time. Uh, But I did want to encapsulate what this show is about every single episode so new people who are coming on board will know. They don't have to guess what we're talking about. So I try to do that in a concise, uh, informative way. Hopefully, I've succeeded in that attempt. I'd love to know what you think. You can email me, desmond at pdesmondadams.com, or even go on to Twitter and just let me know. It's at pdesmondadams on Twitter. So anyway, on to the episode. Man, this is very exciting for me because... I was just talking to somebody about starting a gratitude journal, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't do that enough myself. And I looked to see what I had scheduled for today's episode, and I thought, this is perfect. I mean, the timing is just right. I want to look at, in this episode, what abundance is and what it is not. When we have, or more importantly, feel we have abundance and when we don't. It really comes down to a mindset issue. When we look at the things we have and we see only the pain in those things or the burden that they become to us, we aren't living a life of abundance. Somebody who has very little but enjoys that very little is living an incredibly abundant life. A person living in a small hut on the beach in Costa Rica could have a more abundant life than a stressed out business owner who has a house on the water with a big boat in the back and a motor coach in the front and a private plane, but they're so stressed about everything. They're not living as abundant a life as that person with very little on the beach. It all depends. It could go the other way as well. It's not about what you have. It's about what you enjoy. I remember a time hearing someone talk about all the options available in a car they were looking to buy, and they said... I don't want all those bells and whistles. That's just more stuff that's going to break. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about with this mindset. You look at something instead of going, man, that's great. It's got GPS. Oh, no, GPS could break. Two different mindsets towards something. One person could enjoy having that GPS in there. The other person thinks, oh, when's that thing going to go wrong? And then I'm going to have to pay to get it fixed. And I don't want to deal with that. Another example of this is a, a friend I had who had a boat. And they ended up selling it. Because it took so, quote unquote, so much work. 
they were focused on the 10%, I don't even know if that's a real number, but the very little slice of their time they spent working on the boat that they lost sight, completely lost sight of the 90% of the time they were out on the water enjoying a fantastic day with their family and their friends. So they've got this beautiful gift, this beautiful boat that they can be out enjoying. And all they're thinking about is, I got to change the spark plugs. I got to scrub it down when I get home. I got oh, That happens to us in so many areas of our life. Even when it comes to just money, not even spending the money on anything. So many people who are financially well off, who have huge investment accounts, spend a good chunk of their day worrying about losing that money. A matter of fact, I've heard that said about people who come into money very quickly because it comes in quickly. They feel it can go away quickly and it can. And they worry about that and they don't enjoy what they've been given. Lottery winners deal with this oftentimes. They're so scared to lose the money that they never really pause and enjoy it. Sure, they buy stuff, but they don't enjoy the stuff or they don't just just feel peace in it. In, in what they've been blessed with. Not that that's what gives you the peace, but it's that peace that's internal. You decide whether you're going to have peace in that abundance or not. And I'm not advocating being careless with investments and just easy come, easy go, I don't care, whatever. I'm saying be cautious, be smart about it, get professional advice, use a financial planner, but don't be stressed about it. If your money's causing you a ton of stress and fear over losing it, you may actually be better off without it. <gasps> I know you don't think that's possible, but it's true. You may spiritually and emotionally be better off without it. Simply reminding yourself of how abundant your life has become and being grateful for it while you have it can change your mindset on this. Not worrying about how long you'll have it, but appreciating that moment in time that you do have what you have. Be careful, be cautious with it, but don't worry about losing it. I remembered back when I was a kid, there was a family who lived across the street from us. They had a beautiful home, beautiful furnishings inside, but everything was covered in this thick vinyl plastic. The couch had plastic on it. The chair had plastic on it. The carpeting everywhere you went had plastic runners. Everything you touched in the home was covered in plastic. You couldn't enjoy the upholstery on the couch because it was covered in plastic. You couldn't enjoy the feel of that soft, plush carpet because it was covered in this plastic runner. And, and they, they spent so much time or they spend so much of their energy feeling... Um, like they need to protect what they have, that they don't enjoy what they have. And again, not advocating being careless about it, just saying that we need to enjoy what we have. And in that enjoyment and with that grateful heart, take good care of it, but certainly enjoy it. It's all temporary. It's all going away. We don't want it to go away too quickly, but we certainly need to realize that it's all falling apart. It's all degrading. It's all decomposing. And it's all going to be gone someday. So enjoy it today. And this doesn't just happen with our material possessions. I don't want you to think that that's the only thing we need to enjoy. I'm talking about relationships that we have with our loved ones, with our spouse, with our partner in life, that we don't take enough time to pause and reflect on little things. 
that don't have giant banners above them saying something to be grateful for. We need to seek out those things in other people. With our kids, a lot of parents become so obsessed with this unrealistic vision and expectation they have for their kids, this perfection that they hope that they achieve, that they, that we want, because we want, we want pride in how great our kids are. We get so wrapped up in that, we don't enjoy the bits of goodness that our kids bring us. We can't see that beautiful picture they colored because they accidentally got a little bit of crayon on the table when they were coloring it. And, oh, man, now I got to scrub that, and it's, oh, it's not coming off. And the whole time, we're missing out on that. We want to teach our kids to be careful again, but we don't want to miss out on what's in front of us, what they've given to us. We can't see our kid's beautiful smile because it's covered in crumbs from the cookie they snuck out of the jar. Or we miss feeling that loving hug that they're giving us because it's the third time they've gotten out of bed and it's bedtime. You were supposed to be in bed an hour ago and you're still getting up and you have all these excuses to come give mommy or daddy a hug over and over. You, right? Right? <laughs> How do I know? Because I've done it. And we miss out on that hug and, and that doesn't mean, again, that we don't teach them the discipline to know that, you know what, here's the time we've set for bed. And you can be stern with that. You can appreciate the hug. You can let them know that that hug is valuable to you. But then you can remind them that, but there are rules and we must be disciplined. It goes back to one of the analogies I love using when describing things of this nature. We can appreciate abundant food without letting it get out of control we can still have discipline because we so appreciate cheesecake mm, cheesecake we so appreciate cheesecake we don't have to eat half of it or three or all of it or whatever well we can we can appreciate that slice that we've given ourselves not feel guilty about that enjoy it with the cherry topping and the graham cracker crust and ugh, so good but we must have the discipline to know when to stop and and we don't you know we don't fret over that so hopefully in this episode i've given you a chance to see how our abundance isn't about what we have but it's about what we pause to enjoy so i'd encourage you to today start a gratitude journal that's such a great thing it doesn't have to be a daily thing although that's wonderful but once in a while just leave it on your nightstand or something where you can just leave a pen with it right on the nightstand. And sometimes when you're just feeling a little down, get up and write something in that journal that you're grateful for. Or maybe when you go to bed at night, flip back a few pages. Look back to something that happened three weeks ago. Maybe it's that reminder that you need after a tough day. That gratitude journal works in both ways. In getting our mind focused on what we should be grateful for in that day. And also pausing to remember that, hey, today was a little stressful, but look at all the great things that have happened in my life. We forget them. We forget all the wonderful little things that have happened because we get so stressed out. So tr try doing that today. Just go to uh, the bookstore or go to, uh, just go to an office supply place or wherever and pick up a little composition book or whatever you want. I mean, they're cheap enough. And just start a gratitude journal and write it in there, just little things that you just noticed throughout the day. It's a wonderful tool to have. Something else I'd love to see would be so encouraging for me, and I think for everybody, tweet out today, and I'm going to do the same thing. Tweet out something throughout the day that you've paused to enjoy that maybe you wouldn't have normally. Maybe it's 
the fact that you've got a wonderful hot cup of coffee first thing in the morning. You've got a coffee maker that starts automatically and that pot's nice and hot when you get up and you pour. I know I appreciate that. There's times where you forget to set it the night before uh, and you get up and you're like, oh, you're so disappointed. So how about on the days that it is there, the 98% of the time that it is there, we pause and we take a moment and just tweet it out. And when you do that, whatever it is for you, tag me in it because I want to read what you're grateful for today. At P. Desmond Adams. That's my my username, my name on Twitter. At the at, you know, Twitter. Duh. At P. Desmond Adams. And tag me in it because I do. I want to know what you're grateful for. And then I'll be tweeting out stuff that I'm grateful for as well. And I think we'll encourage each other. So let's do that. Oh, hey, and there's one more thing. It's very important to me. I want to know, I'm doing a little survey. What hurdles are standing between you and where you want to be in life? There's so many little things that we just think, oh, if only I this or if only I that. I want to know what those things are for you. And I think it'll be beneficial not just for me to understand where I could help you out, but in where I can help other people out as well. I've got four very quick questions on this topic at pdesmondadams.com slash survey one, the number one, survey one. And again, four quick questions. It would be so, that would be one of the things I'd tweet. Hey, grateful for the fact that you took my four question survey. So go do that for me. I'd really appreciate it. It's pdesmondadams.com slash survey one. And remember when you're tweeting out today, tag me at P. Desmond Adams. Thank you so much. Hope this helps you out. I do. I appreciate your feedback. May your reach always extend beyond your grasp.